This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the podcast production company that's making the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts and a sixth event podcast, but we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumbdumbdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows and vote on the way their stories will progress. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for listening. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pun. Get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. There are plenty of different designs available, so there is guaranteed to be something you love. To show your love of Dum Dums and Dice, go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merchandise today. All art supplied by the brilliant decapitated markers. Welcome back to Dumb Scum and Villainy, a Dumb Dumbs and Dice podcast where professional voiceover artists and improvisers explore the underworld of this Star Wars Edge of the Empire role-playing game. I'm your host, Bloto the Toydarian. This series features our Game Master Tom McGee, Ryan LaPlante as Abraxas Brash Core. 
Tyler Hewitt as Vic Denbar, and Ada McNamara as the forgetful psychopath Waka Waka Fanzi. With Xanatos destroying the space station around them, and only a stolen space briefcase to call their own, our heroes are in trouble. Waka rode his bike over a broken gantry, Brash stole a ship while the stormtroopers closed in, and Vic took one of Brash's guns. There, you're caught up. So get out of my shop, or spend money. No credits, only money. So you pop out of hyperspace into just kind of uh, the vast darkness of, of just kind of a, an empty system. You can see um, stars uh, in the distance, um, that the sky is dotted with them. Um, and after, uh, aside from like the warning claxtons that are blaring from uh, the shields being heavily depleted, um, there's silence. And for the first time, even though all of you come from very different worlds and have had very different experiences, all of you are alone together in the silence. And I think it means uh, something different to each of you right now. Um, each of you has kind of gone through uh, something, whether or not you recognize it. Um, Vic, in your case, um, you've lost everything that you had, but also no one really gave you credit for that cool space poker game you won. Um, but Dibs is gone, your ship is gone, and suddenly, I think in a lot of ways, you truly do feel kind of like uh, the awkward fourth wheel. Uh, third wheel? Well, I mean, fourth wheel works really well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Shit. I don't know. I, cars. I the incredibly space. important fourth wheel. Um, but I think uh, something I'd kind of like uh, you to, to sort of um, chew on and think about uh, over this next, the next few scenes is what happens to Vic when his usefulness has legitimately run out? And he realizes that he might actually just be a hanger on or if he even realizes that. But I think it's a very different scenario than what he's used to. Um, Because I think for people like Vic, when he has the spotlight, it's great. But when there's no spotlight anymore, it's it's how, you know, it's like a lot of actors or musicians who are just kind of like, I'm a party person. Then everyone's like, cool, we're going to wake up and like go get coffee and have breakfast and then do our taxes. And they're like, cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So just give that a think. Um, for you, Waka Waka Fonzie, uh, you've made uh, you've made some friends, which is nice. You you went from being not that long ago just completely alone in this world to to suddenly having some pals. Um, but also, you're starting to see these strange glimpses of of a life that you didn't remember you'd lost, um, but that are suddenly uh, coming very vividly to you. And on the one hand, your your skills are increasing, but on the other hand, it's you're not even sure if they're yours. And now. Kano seems to be constantly referring to you as a Mandalorian, which is a term you've never heard Mm -hmm. uh, that makes very little sense to you. And uh, for you, Brash, um, the betrayal of Xanatos is huge. That's that's the one one person in your life you really thought you could rely on. Um, Also, in a weird way, you were somewhat successful. You have this mysterious case that seems to matter an awful lot to a lot of people. But ultimately, and I think you, we've talked about this on previous episodes, but you're very well aware that you're actually kind of a small fish. And this is this is maybe a bit too much heat. Uh, I think particularly seeing top-of-the-line Imperial starfighters, you've never seen these, you've never heard of them, seeing those drop out of hyperspace, which is like notoriously something TIE fighters don't do, it's pretty fucking concerning. So I think the three of you, um, I'm going to say you kind of all have a moment to kind of collect yourself before we all come back together. So uh, let's go around the table and I want to kind of hear where each of you is at. 
Well, for Vic, uh, Tom, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head there um, about, you know, when the spotlight isn't on you or when it's not like a good time anymore. Um, And I think the worst thing for people like that, or at least the most challenging and scary thing is to actually confront it. Mm -hmm. So Vic uh, would be doing his best like not to do that. Um, He would be, I think, again, like refusing to be alone. I think he would basically have gotten Shake Shake to come into like his newly acquired room. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, just to factor this in, but due to my newfound paranoia from the cockpit, I will have locked all the doors to my biometric signature. uh, And the fourth largest room will be the only one that will open to you. <laughs> I'm going to say, though, he did say the first thing he was going to do is go find a room. He may find one, but I don't know if he can open that door. Because I think if I'm dealing with the paranoia that I have to, I would force this confrontation. Hmm. Okay. Or so we cannot do it. I just want to give an option. That's interesting. Um, or just make him happy. Like, if he has a big room, he's going to be happy. Hmm. So, Ryan, just so I'm clear, you're locking the rooms... Because you don't want him to think he's in charge or because you... Because I don't want him to think he's in charge. Okay. Okay. Uh, and Tyler, you already found the room and probably put your stuff in it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the, yeah. The, what stuff? Just the chips? My cup with credits in it. Uh, <laughs> my necklace with crystal. My journal that I... Not my journal. Not my journal. But my journal. Oh, the uh, one you found. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got it. Um, and uh, the, the poker chips. And probably my big zoot suit hat, because, you know, that's not tactically advantageous at a I certain point. I forgot you were wearing that hat for that whole previous <laughs> yeah. journey. That's amazing. Uh, Ryan, can you roll me a computer's check? Um, because I think the way I want to try and think about ships and the way ships are kind of described in the rules is um, they are very sort of segmented into different facets. So I think when it comes to the things that as a pilot you could control, the biometric locks on everything isn't necessarily, this isn't a smuggling vessel, it isn't a prison vessel. Um, it was kind of a low-level security comms ship. So, yeah, roll me a computer check to see if you can hack that system. Yeah, okay. So I'll lock the pilot stuff, but we'll find out about the rest. Because it's literally, well, there's a difference between literally turning around and being like, I lock the cabin and figuring out how to biometrically lock everything on the ship. Because, like, the, the kind of the lovely thing about Star Wars is everything's a little low rent. So I think there probably is a way to do it, maybe. But yeah, it's up to you out. to figure out if you can. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, this would normally be a difficulty three but we determined in the last session, based on your successes on the rolls, that this is a system you're used to. So I'm going to make it an average check. So two purple. Great. Um, I'm we, not going to burn destiny on anything like this. Well, be- I, I was going <laughs> to say, uh, I will let you burn a destiny to ensure that the system exists. And then the check becomes enabling it. Or okay. you can roll to see if it's there. Um. Let's roll to see if it's there. I mean, Correct. we don't know the, the quality of the ship. And I don't think Destiny would be like a snide battle. Between <laughs> and I. Like, that's well, but it depends on where your paranoia is. Because I guess oh. what I'm getting at is if it's just like a snide thing, then no. But if it's if this is like your worldview has been deep shook because of Xanatos, then, then maybe. I don't think Vic is that much of a threat. So I think okay. this would not right. be... This is not do or die. I mean, we both have guns, so there's options. <laughs> okay, so uh, for the, the fiction of it, uh, Vic, you're walking up to um, the door. Um, Shake Shake is behind you. Um, and uh, Ryan, go ahead. Ooh, interesting. Okay. I have one threat and one success. Okay, so... The success, yeah, okay, so here's what happens. 
um, you you're like quickly trying to find a thing because now you, suddenly that you have this this brief second at a you're like oh shit oh shit oh shit he's probably doing this um, you find it and basically you mash the button um, and as you walk up Vic um, the uh, the panel the door says um, resetting biometric patterns and you just slam your hand up against it because like fucking of course so it scans your hand and is like correct tracking and it basically just locks to your biometric so. You've accessed it for the rest of the ship. He still gets that room, uh, but I will say you can lock every other room on board now. So your threat gives him the room, but the success gives you access to the system. Okay, cool. The I'll take the rest of the ship. Yeah, yeah. Of me being completely <laughs> oblivious as well. Yeah, <laughs> for just him, like, it's just a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. I'm in my room. Um, yeah, I think that makes sense to me. Sure, great. Um, I'll take a ship and give him a room. That feels like a good trade. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'll say that you can biometrically lock the, uh, with one success, the armory, the engine room, and the cockpit. Great. Sold. Great. Because um, I think, again, in, in thinking of how we'd segment the ship, those are kind of the ones that seem the most piloty to me. Yeah, like those, you, those you would can be the cycle cr- all the locks, but like... If this was a military vessel, those are the critical systems exactly, that you'd run yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. How many cabins are there? Um, I'm going to say there's uh, there's sort of one head one, which we'll deal with in a second with Vic. Um, we'll say there are five. So cool. there's a central one and then four smaller ones. Great. Sorry, back to back to Vic World. I just wanted to establish this dr- yep, no, no, no. possible drama. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally makes sense. Um, okay, so Vic, you just casually slam your hand on the on the pad, uh, assuming it would just open for you because it was already set to you. Yeah. Um, the doors open. You enter. Um, what do you think this room looks like? Um, we were in combat, so I did just look for the biggest room. So this might not even be a bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, we, it, I, I might be in like the mess hall or whatever. That's probably we too, did send him to set up a bar. That's probably a term too big for this kind of shit. But like, no, I like that. Okay, so we'll say then that there aren't five cabins. There's four cabins and the mess hall. Um, but you see a bar. You see a central table. You see some view screens. Seems like my room to me. Um, <laughs> and I heard there's no bed, but uh, shake, shake, roughing it. You know, yeah. I get uh, like a drink. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, this, this is very good. So, um, yep. So you move in with your two droids. Uh, sweep. Well, no, I guess sweep. Sweep actually kind of works for Fonzie. So sweep. Sweep isn't there. Um, yeah. You go in with Shake Shake. Um, as a guy who runs a Muppet Shakespeare company called Shaky Shake, is it I hard for you? I think to say? I'm going to need to change the character name. That's fine. So He's now dibs that- now. <laughs> I told him he was dibs before Alright, that's very good, or thank you They were dibs That's uh, Yes, that's very helpful to me, thanks It's just one of those things that was going to slowly erode my brain When I'm yeah. like, ah, oh, Shakey Shake's not as good at martinis oh. And because um, it's a droid, we'll, we'll say dibs too <laughs> um, And he goes, finally, a name just for dibs too <laughs> Yeah That's right, you got it um, And then he says, sir, would you like a Dagobah mudslide. Absolutely, I would. Is that the one you were making this whole time? Uh, no, I jettisoned that one when it got full of debris. I will f- stir you a fresh one. Perfect. Um, I don't want it to be a Corellian slag cup. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, I will... Uh, I'll actually... Um, uh, this is sort of like through a series of, of events here, not, not necessarily like... 
this is the exact sequence it takes place in. It's not necessarily real time. But I'll have uh, I'll have Nick's brought in and mm. laid out on probably what would be one of like the tables yep. and stuff like that. Um, because if you are someone who needs someone to talk to at all times and can't be alone, uh, who's a better listener than an unconscious person <laughs> uh, and a droid that seems to have been bonded to you? Um, so uh, I'm I'm kind of you know taking care of uh, Nick's. If I don't know if Nick's is awake or not, and like I'll with like I'll I'll give him like a bowl of soup. Or something from the kitchen. <laughs> I was gonna say, do we have a med bay on this ship? I imagine not. Uh, no, but um, you you get to work kind of setting up a field hospital. All right, so Vic, as you uh, you sort of give some soup to Nix, and um, you, you kind of have like a, a weird little Willy Wonka shop set up, which is kind of nice. Hmm. Um, is Nix Nix coming too? Uh, no, he's he, like you've got some soup ready for him. He's uh, I think that it'll probably take the medical droids a bit to, to get him up, but yeah, you get the sense okay. he's comfortable and and you know. Okay. Uh, he might like wake up enough to have a bit of the soup and then kind of pass back out. Perfect. If he does wake up, I do want to be like, Nick says, Vic, I rescued you. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, no, no, Nick, Nick's name, me. They drink some soup. That's good. That's good, Nick's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, great. Um, so let's cut to Waka Waka Fonzie. Um, so where, where do you think you're hanging out on the ship? Uh, I, I found myself in another closet to... Uh, <laughs> For uh, me and Sweep Sweep to hang out in. So I, um, sh- no, Shatterstar probably has her own room. Yeah, yeah. So it's just me, it's just me and Sweep Sweep. So, um, I, I believe the term you came up with was broommates. Broommates. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So I've, I've kind of assigned, um, Shatterstar just fix, fix the righteous indignation, like at all costs. So mm-hmm, she's mm-hmm. probably off doing that. Um, I'm sitting in the closet and I, I take out the picture from my helmet and I kind of like paste it up and I, I put some, some like glue on sweep sweeps, uh, sweepers. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of just like pastes it on <laughs> it's like sweep, 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 and he, he puts it nice. on there. Yeah, yeah. We both kind of like appreciate our work. Um, I, I guess at, in, as a, as a person, I guess I'm kind of like these flashbacks are confusing me. Mm-hmm. And so I almost feel like. I have, like you said, I have this life where it's like, I, I I literally started with nothing, and now I have all these buds. I have like a robot buddy, like somebody's fixing my bike and making it better. But then I almost feel like that this other personality is kind of coming in, mm-hmm, and I don't mm-hmm. know if I like it. Hmm. Okay. Um, do you think you would start keeping like a journal or a log of, of these memories, or do you think you just kind of want to leave them alone for now and hope they don't resurface? I... I I, I seem to be very internal, so if if something hits me, like I don't re- I don't really want to deal with it. Gotcha. It's probably gonna like bubble up at some point. I'm <laughs> sure, just gonna have sure. to like nah, like all this stuff. But I'm I'm really trying to suppress this other identity uh, because I'm really enjoying my current one. Yeah, yeah. No, I like that a lot. Okay, but, yeah. yeah, cool. Um, so yes, yeah, so you settle in, and uh, I'm going to say this: this closet's a bit roomier, uh, largely because it's an actual like janitorial closet. There isn't a robot, mm. uh, so as a result, there you know there's actually some room to to kind of settle in, and uh, it's oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it! I love it! Yeah, yeah. The poster really adds a lot. <laughs> um, cool. Um, and uh, brash. I assume you're up in the uh, cockpit. Yes. All right. What's going through your head? Um, betrayed by everyone. Uh, hellscape surrounded by morons stole a ship that I now have control of so I'm feeling relatively confident about that but I don't have connections I don't really have a network like I essentially have this ship and the people on it and whatever is in this briefcase which is also terrifying 
So I need to open up this briefcase because knowing the TIE advance showed up and started shooting at us, there's some sort of tracker in this thing, which means I got to get it open and get the thing out of it and then space the briefcase and go to another sector right away. Okay. So I think um, of the people you've got, um, you know that Kano's some kind like no one really knows anything about Kano yet. He's just kind of along for the ride. Um, and Chatterstar is a mechanic. So basically, I guess the question is, do you want uh, sort of general scoundrel support or mechanical support? Mechanical support. I don't trust Kano at all because he's new. I really need this to open. Shatterstar seems relatively trustworthy, but I like I can get her to open the lock and then not show her what's in it. And that's sort of my goal. The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey today. Hey everybody, Tom McGee here, your friendly neighborhood DM, and I just wanted to thank you so much for listening to our shows. I hope you're having a great time. Obviously we are. I'm probably really stressed because they're they're probably doing something horrible to me right now, but uh, I hope you're enjoying it and uh, we're enjoying you being here. And listen, if you want to get a little bit more involved uh, in our show and with the various things we do, you can check out patreon.com slash dice where you can find more information about how you can become a part of the show, how you can screw with me on air, how you can add names and all that sort of stuff. And it's a great way to support us in our ongoing dumb adventures. So thanks very much for joining us. And I will see you out there in the dumbverse. Also, okay. this is a race. Cause if we fuck this up, then just those terrifying ships, I'm like, I'll recharge the shields and turn the engines down, but no, I got to fucking do. Yeah. That. So the, the shields are, are, are recharging at like a decent rate. Uh, they weren't damaged. They were just like, if you'd been there much longer, that would have been a real, real bad scene. Um, okay, so um, as you begin, you call Shatterstar up. Uh, she pauses her work on the bike and kind of like comes up to the cockpit. She just reeks of like grease and ash, um, and she's <laughs> filthy. But um, she does that like classic like mechanic in a sci-fi thing where she like pops up the goggles and she's just completely covered in grease except for like uh, the blue rings around her eyes and she's got her like head tails pulled back. Um, and uh, she kind of. Like you hand her the, the briefcase, and I think it's it's a, you know it's the classic scenario where it's kind of like oh this is an interesting puzzle. Um, so she goes to work on that. Um, you're about to kind of uh, refocus your hormones the way or your pheromones rather the way you did last time to try and like recreate Creve's biosignature um, when suddenly um, your calm link starts to buzz, um, and it's a it's like a small it's not your like standard calm link it's uh, just one of those like little pocket hologram guys uh, that Agrippa had given you. Fuck. Um, fuck. <laughs> Tri- triple fuck. Uh, okay. I'm going to... I'm going to lock down the controls so they don't do anything. Yep. Uh, I'm going to lock... Like, step out into the hallway and lock the door so I can't... I don't have to worry about her trying to, like, Shatterstar because I just realized at this moment to myself, I'm like, oh, but she is an Agrippa employee. I can't have her in the room if I'm going to... Lie, even as brilliantly as I do. Uh, uh, okay, so then I just, 
I like dash down the hallway to whichever other room I can lock is closest. I think uh, for narrative sake, it might be fun if you run to the uh, the mess hall, just being like, fuck it. I'll just go big empty room. Or do you think you try and do this in private? I would try to do this in private. They have fucked up every lie so badly. <laughs> um, all right, so you uh, you open a janitorial closet and uh, Waka Waka Fonzie's like reclining, talking to Sweep Sweep. Close that door. You open the mess hall and like you can't open the mess hall. Yeah, you can't open the mess hall. <laughs> Fuck. Um, <laughs> it's coded then, to my biometrics now. Um, you find a uh, you, you find like a, a crew berth and you just like pop it open Great. and just like hop in. Uh, it's like just a small cabin that for crew. Uh, it seems very well lived in. There's kind of like that weird stale sm- uh, scent of just a person who's been in there too long and hasn't yeah. aerated it. But other than that, it's it's okay. It's a little it's it's a little homey for your vibe. Like you know, there's like there's there's kitsch. The more I look around, the more I'm pretty sure I'm sleeping in the cockpit. But <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but um, I just like I squeeze all my muscles for a second. And then just release just a hair of pheromones, and then the room smells a little more palatable. Uh, <laughs> just and like then walking I, for breeze tube. Yeah, I answer. I answer the call. Cool. So um, there's kind of like a you know a, a flash of of that weird like Star Wars blue static, um, and uh, you see a, a small Toydarian uh, kind of hovering, uh, glowering at you, uh, and you recognize him as Carve, um, a grip of the blues major domo. He says, "Hey." Um, uh, Agrippa's got some choice words for you. Hang on, I'll let her say them herself. Uh, and Agrippa, um, faster than you would have thought a hut could, like slithers into frame. Um, and I'm talking like a proper, like creepy ass Medusa slither. Agrippa speaks very slowly and very methodically in basic, um, which is kind of horrible. Um, and she just says, Where is. My artifact. All right. I mean, I love these personal calls, but (laughs) I'm working on it. Sort of betrayed major imperial presence. It's complicated right now. Is it more complicated than your uncle giving it to the syndicate? Because from where I'm sitting... That's what it fucking looks like. I understand the views that you're the position that we're both in is not great. In my head, I'm just trying to get ahead of the words coming out of my mouth, but I'm not succeeding. Uh, I always use pheromones and they do not work over comms. So this is a nightmare for me. Um, So he shot at us and blew up the ship and then tried to kill us all. And then... Just a bunch of stormtroopers showed up, so we ran. I'm checking what we have to make sure that we've got the artifact. If we don't, then really, that's Xanatos' fault. I can tell you, you don't. The cops syndicate has it. Um, And as she says this, uh, to your horror, just your utter horror, two more faces pop on to the call from their communicators. Uh, Vic... And Fonzie, um, Fonzie, I think you just felt something vibrating and poked it and now it's on. So it's actually like pointed at sweep sweep, but you know, <laughs> you're there and, uh, Vic, you're also now on the call. Uh, I'm, I'm chewing on something obnoxiously. I'm like, Oh, Hey, Agrippa. I don't know how your character, 
I'm so sorry. I don't know how he chews soup, but only Vic could. <laughs> no, the soup is for Nick, so I found some jerky. I think it's jerky. I don't want this anymore. <laughs> do that dance again, sweep, sweep. Do that dance. <laughs> I do want to point out, I tried to make this call just us. All of you owe me. A debt must be paid. Oh, hey, boss. How's it going? Did you see that dance? Well, it was adorable. <laughs> I know. Do it again. It won't make you any less dead. Huh? Let's pump the brakes here. Agrippa, as your partner, I can assure you we have the diamonds. This is the only time where <laughs> Brash is ever like, I'm going to say nothing. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to let him speak as the guy in charge for a minute. You'd better use them to hire some security. I don't think my bounty hunters care for diamonds. Oh, okay. You think we need some additional security. That's, uh, that's a good point. The, uh, those uh, stormtroopers and Imperials were, were hot on our tail. Good thinking, Agrippa. Um, so uh, what's, uh, what's the next step here? Um, how do we get this precious cargo back to you? Now, Agrippa, I think we all agree that this was really entirely run by Mr. Dunbar, the, the true mastermind behind this whole thing, which means all the consequences of failure should fall on the leader. Now, if, if I had been in charge, I'm sure things would have gone better. <laughs> if Fonzie had been in charge, that also could have happened. But I really think the punishment should fall on Vic Dunbar for failing in his mission as the leader. Punishment? Failing? What are you talking about? Agrippa? <laughs> your family already wanted a quite a high number for your head. I held them off. I shan't anymore. Mr. Dunbar, your family says hello. They are not particularly enjoying my hospitality, nor shall they continue to for much longer. You're going to let them go? In a matter of speaking. And Waka, Waka, Fonzie. Oh, hello? Hello? Is this on? It is. Oh. Oh, hey, boss. How's it going? I doubt you remember your daughter, but she remembers you rather well. Uh, what? You got kids, Waka? Well, he did. And then you hear a blaster shot. Uh, wait. You have one cycle. Bring me what I need. And then she clicks off. So are we still on our communicators? Like, <laughs> yes, you're still awkwardly <laughs> on like three three way FaceTime. <laughs> what? What did we wait. failed in our mission? What was the mission again? I was playing cards and I was very good at that part. So for from my perspective, it was a huge success. Wait, how come you didn't tell me I had a kid? Yeah, how come you didn't tell Waka you had a kid? Oh, good. I think we're all agreeing that I'm in charge, and that means we can try to improve the situation. Waka, none of us knew you had a kid. You didn't know you had a kid. Hopefully you still have a kid. Did, did she just shoot my kid? Maybe, but I would like to point out that Vic's family is also in the equation. They very well could have shot Vic's family. Well, she I, said she's going to let them go. Do you remember when she said, like, in a way, which means, generally speaking, 
homicide is on the table. We'd been sent to steal an artifact. You need to turn this around right now and get my kid. The only way we get your kid... I hang up the phone. (laughs) Great. Great. Vic, rude is what that was. I never realized that you and I could agree on something, but this is a start of a beautiful uh, business relationship and friendship. Now there's a hanging on your door. (laughs) You don't know what room I'm in. I I just, I'm just just like banging banging on on doors. doors. (laughs) Are you in there? And it's like, and I knock down a door. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Are you in there? Nope. Um, <laughs> like, you just you like hear on my comms like that's the sound of a door break. He's like, I'm not, he's not in here. <laughs> Waka. Uh, oh, sorry. Fonzie, can you roll me, please? Oh boy. Uh, I'm gonna say an intellect, some kind of intellect check here. Um, <laughs> I have intellect. Yeah, I don't uh, think so oh, either. I have two intellects. All right, that's not bad. That's not bad. Um, I was gonna say he can roll intellect to look for me. I want to get back to the cockpit. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not what I'm after. Um, uh, okay, just uh, can you roll me a straight? Uh, do you have lore as a knowledge skill? I imagine you probably don't, but maybe lore, lore. No, no, my knowledge skills are completely blank. <laughs> yeah, that, that tracks. All right, buddy. Um, so just roll me a straight uh, intellect check, then, please. So uh, green difficulty two. So two. You've got two green because you've got two right. two ranks in intellect, uh, and then two purple. Um, and I'm going to give you one boost dice for uh, Brash's comment. All right. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, okay. I have two failures. Two successes and one advantage. Okay. So you, as you're knocking down these doors, you're just like, it's, there's something kind of, I think, uh, tremendously horrible about the idea that you might have a child that you just don't know about. Um, But what Brash said kind of got through to you a bit. And so with no successes, no failures, you don't feel one way or the other about it. But something in your tactical knowledge, whether it was that you've had experience with hostage taking or not, um, the vagueness of it, does strike you. So you're still like fired up, but I think there's, there's a bit of a temperament on that, which is like, it could, it could just be a threat. It could be a ruse. Um, but unfortunately you're still uncertain about whether or not you can remember Hmm. if you have a daughter. Like she, like she could be lying. She could be like, basically Agrippa could be 100% lying to you or she could be 100% telling the truth or she'd be 100% telling the truth and have just shot her or she could be 100% telling the truth and have just shot near like, it's one of those weird things where the, the data is vague enough that mm. you're not entirely sure. Right. Well, I mean, my instinct is I want to go, I want to go see. Yeah. No, oh, I, I, I yeah. get that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, Ryan, you're running back to the cockpit. Is that correct? Um, shit. Yeah. I really want to have it out with everybody, but if we're going to have those tie advanced jump, I don't even think I know they're tie advanced as brass. No, brass just, just knows scary they're like tie fighters, terrifying brand new Imperial ship. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I got to deal with that first. Uh, okay, so Vic, uh, how about you? You're you're still in your your quarters. Um, Fonzie just knocked down your door and then kept going. Yeah. Um, what do you do? Uh, I'm still talking to to Brash. I think um, talking about how like, well, she's sending you know a bunch of guys after us. Does she know exactly where we are? And what about those Imperials? Do they know where we went? I'm working on that at the moment. One of the challenges of this situation is we have almost no information and everyone wants to kill us. Mm. 
Let's see, because I, I just kind of got me thinking about like, you know, uh, whenever my mom and my dad are both like mad at me about something, the <laughs> best thing that I can do is bring them together because then instead of yelling at me, they yell at each other for how they raised me. So if we have like uh, agoraphobia, uh, Agrippa, um, <laughs> if we have Agrippa come find us, you know, we give her our coordinates, say, come pick us up or whatever, and we somehow get those like Imperials to, to find us, I guess, however they did the first time, uh, to show up at the same time, they can fight each other instead of fighting us and we can get away. Here is an interesting conundrum. That let, let me ask you a theoretical question. Let's say you're starting a business with someone. Okay. You don't think they're necessarily the smartest person. Mm. But you do believe that to build something, you have to have a certain level of honesty and shared trust. If they put forward a plan that would serve your interests, but actively hurt themselves and they haven't figured it out yet, should you do that plan? Brash, I, I know what you're doing here. And look, yeah, you might not be the smartest business partner, <laughs> but you have other positive qualities, okay? You're a great pilot. You got us out of here. I think, I think you could do it again, you know? Uh, so what, what's, uh, what's the other guy in the, in the hypothetical? It's you. Oh, okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm the guy starting a business. and No, you're the other guy. Do you have an interest in your family surviving their time with Agrippa? I, I mean, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I, oh, surviving. Do you want your parents so, to die? Because if I was to march, let's say, the Imperial, I'm still like hurrying through trying to sneak. Yeah, like, yeah. it's me doing terrible Metal Gear Solid Snake. <laughs> yeah, like, and you're I just got a cardboard box over full myself. on, like, predator hunted by <laughs> yeah. Fonzie, who's just like the alien in Alien. <laughs> if I bring the entire Imperial Army to Agrippa and they have a war where your family is in the war zone, I agree. Agrippa will likely die, uh, but so will your family. And then the bounty hunters will just keep coming because the money's still there. I mean, it's good for me with no Agrippa. It seems bad for you. I mean, I don't know where I currently stand on the inheritance. Um, the word survive feels weird in my mouth when I say it. Survive. As a, we, so we, we should survive. kill your parents to get their money. We, we live comfortably at all times, all the time. We don't survive. <laughs> We thrive. We flourish. Um, I, she might even be bluffing. And we can go get them. You know? It's fine. I feel like you've really nailed this plan down. Th thank you for your input. I will uh, consider that as we move forward. Well, sure. I mean, she's also just sending bounty hunters after us and not coming directly. Like, like bring them both, both parties here to us, not go lead one to the other. I hang up the comic. <laughs> cool. Um, so you, uh, you make it to the cockpit and... Um, uh, you kind of like throw open the door, and uh, Shadowstar's there, and she's like, "Hey, uh, yeah, bro, I think I, uh, I think I got it." Uh, and she just hands you the case, um, and uh, you kind of like drop to your knees and like crack the case open. Um, and uh, as you do, uh, Fonzie just like rushes in behind you, um, storms into the door frame. Fonzie, what do you say? 
uh, I'm holding the fork gun that has since been completed. <laughs> and uh, It's a partial fork gun. I want yeah. to clarify, this is a long quest. This right. is, this right. is oh. a... a well, like, I, we, were, we were making the two... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you, you're working two on guns it. Listen, together so far. Kano's been manning the guns. <laughs> you have, working on guns. You taught Sweep Sweep a dance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's... Think of it right now as like a half fork gun. So it's like got a bayonet you on the bottom. You have a gun. <laughs> okay. All right. Fine. Then, uh, then I have okay. I'll just use my regular gun. Then it has a fork Everybody, on the bottom. Everybody, yeah. yeah, you're fine. You're halfway Otherwise, there. You I, know, the season's yeah. over. Like, I can't can, take. I can't take it on. Yeah, exactly. It looks like a cool knives and one fork. Glued okay, to you. so I, I, the fork gun isn't done. So I kind of made a fork gun out of different things in the janitor closet. So it's just like kind of <laughs> like, like part of a broom. And yeah, like, like I, I, I snipped off like the middle part of <laughs> of like a broom handle to kind of make the two bristles kind of sticking sure up, enough. and I kind of painted it or so like. You've got taped a furry it on the top. gun. Yeah. So, but in my head, it's like the fork gun. But then I like, grr, I kick in and I kick the box out of the way. And I kind of like, <laughs> I kind of like get you down in the ground and I point a gun, like point blank at you. I have a gun right back up at you. Okay. So uh, it's, it's like, what's it called? Like Mexican standoff kind of things? Or just like, it's like you turn this ship around right now. Listen, if you kill me, no one can fly this. Your family dies. My family might already be dead. There's going to be a lot more dead bodies. I mean, at most, what, five? I don't like the sound of your jib. And then (laughs) Shatterstar says, will you two idiots shut up and look at this fucking thing? Uh, And she holds up a small cylinder. And with a press of a button, a red blade erupts from it. And all of you standing in the cockpit, behold... Emperor Palpatine's lightsaber. And Vic comes into the doorway and is like, I wasn't done with that call, Brash. Whoa. What is that? This episode of Dumb's Common Villainy features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Adam McNamara at Adam McNamara13 on Twitter, and our fantastic game master Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode was edited by Ryan LaPlante, and all of Dum Dums and Dice's art is by Decapitated Markers at Decapitated Marker on Twitter. That's MRKR. Our theme song is In Orbit by Chronox, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash Dumb Dumb Dice. That's D-U-M-B D-U-M-B D-I-C-E Now get out of my shop. I'm a Toydarian. Your Jedi mind tricks do not work on me. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, Jason Denson, James Quayar and Jill and Noel LaPlante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.